Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on our program, we have Becky Jones. Welcome, Becky. Thank you. Glad you're here. Thank you. When I asked you to come and talk about marriage, um, was that scary or was that a happy thing? I think I'm a better example of what not to do than all of doing all of these things really well. But but we all learn from our mistakes and then we get better. <laughs> That's right. And God has so been faithful God has in been all of it. Faithful. Yes. So why don't you introduce yourself? Um, tell me a little bit about your family, how long you've been married, anything else that you think would help us. Great. So um, my name is Becky Jones. Um, I'm married to my husband, Russ. We've been married 26 years, and we have three kids. Um, our oldest, Russell, was the first baby born within the Cornerstone Church family, ah. so to speak. Um, he was actually still in the hospital in the ICU unit when Cornerstone held its very first service. Ah. But Within wow. two weeks, we are we were part of Cornerstone. Yeah. His and claim to fame. His claim to fame is that. Huh. And so he is now 22. Um, we have a daughter, Michaela, who's 20. And then our youngest is Lauren, 18, mm-hmm. who is now a freshman at Iowa wow. State. So, so you, like me, have recently become a new empty nester. Exactly. And right. surprisingly, um, you know, you kind of go through your years, especially in the high school years being so busy, and uh-huh. you think... I don't know what that looks like. Right. And thankfully for us, it's been a really sweet time. Oh, that's wonderful. Hopefully we can talk a little bit more about that today. We talked a little bit before and over lunch about marriage can either be incredibly sweet or it can be unbearably hard. So let's start off on a good foot and tell me about (laughs) one of the sweetest times or, you know, seasons with your spouse. So the sweetest season I would think right now has been since we sent all three kids to college. So from mid-August on, Uh it's been a really great time to uh, reconnect with, you know, your husband. We were married for four years before we had Russell. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, you know, I felt really kind of out of step because all the other women who were at Cornerstone had had babies a lot younger than we were. And, um, And I just felt that I was hopeful that when we got to the point that they were all in college, that we would have a relationship to come back to. In fact, um, I've I've been mentored by some older women, and they encouraged me to do that. Make sure that your relationship with your husband is such Mm. that when that last chick flies the nest, Mm -hmm. you've got something to come back to. And um, I've been very thankful. It's hard to envision that, though, when you have them all at home under your care, and you're so busy you can't really think about The marriage necessarily. Right. And you kind of are always doing the next thing. Yeah. And, um, and yet you have to make sure that you keep the lines of communication open as much as possible and as much as the schedule and time allows Uh and realize that when your kids are in high school, they don't need that overall supervision. Mm -hmm. So you can go out on a date with your husband and not have the kids along Mm -hmm. and not necessarily have to worry about what they're doing at home. Um, That was huge for us. So making those little investments along the way has helped Mm -hmm. you get to a sweet spot. Yes. Now. Now. Huh. Exactly. And that's been such a great gift because 
I really thought I was going to really be lonely. Right. And I think my biggest adjustment to the kids going to college was when Michaela went to college eight hours away last oh, fall. So, so she, far. she's now a sophomore in college, right. but eight hours away. And then here's the girl who's hardly ever talked to a boy ever in high uh-huh. school. And she goes, oh, mom, the boy that lives across the hall is really cute. You know, her first week of college. And I'm like, oh, I just freaked out. I uh-huh. really struggled with that. Yeah. And, um, really had to trust God for a lot of things that I couldn't influence anymore or control. Uh-huh. So that was a good growing experience uh-huh. for me. And I don't even have kids living across in another continent, Tori, like you do, right? <laughs> right? So, you know, just opportunities for God to grow us huh. in trusting him, that he loves Michaela more than right. we do, and he has good things planned for her. Right. So. It's hard to let go. It's hard it to is. let go. It is hard to let huh. go. Yeah. So now that you've told me about a sweet time that you're in now, mm-hmm. Tell me more about a time of great struggle, because I think that's where we feel like maybe we don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I would say that that struggle for us was about eight years ago. Um, Russ had gotten hurt on the job. He was a firefighter and um, had a ladder get away from him and tore up his shoulder and just lots of physical therapy, but just never could get back to the point that he could lift a hundred pounds from the floor to shoulder height, Mm -hmm. which was the criteria for him to be a firefighter. And with the protection fields, you either can do all of the required functions or none of them. Wow. And so he was retired Mm -hmm. and he had this injury that he was rehabbing and didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. necessarily. And so we really struggled. I know, looking back now, I know he was depressed. Hmm. I'm sure he doubted his ability to provide for his family. Um, We had debt, and which debt is such a crippling thing. We had debt that we had to deal with. And Mm -hmm. so we were in such a deep financial hole. It was so hard. Hmm. And I would come back from work, and he'd be on the same position he was in on the sofa. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is not sustainable. Right. Right. And, and you worry and you, and you're frantic in some ways because my, my biggest thing as a woman is to be provided and protected, provided Uh for. And when I felt that he wasn't able to do that, it was a really hard place to be. How did that change your attitude toward him? Well, um... It was hard because I wanted to judge him. Like, come on, get up, get going. You know, you have a job here. We have three kids still at home. Right. And, um, and yet he wasn't able to do those things. And so God really was working on me um, to trust him for things I couldn't see. Huh. Um, I couldn't see a way out. I couldn't see anything um, past just doing the next thing, whether that was unloading the dishwasher right. or sweeping the floor. I mean, right. that was about, it was moment by moment. And... And yet, you know, Russ is a good man. He never, I never was fearful of my life or for the uh-huh. kids. Or, you uh-huh. know, he wasn't abusive at all yeah. anyway. And I knew that um, staying put in our marriage was the right thing for me, um, even though that was a very hard decision yeah. because I had to trust huh. for a lot of things to get worked out that you couldn't see. I couldn't see at all, at all. And so um, at that point in time, I was at a women's retreat. And before the first song even started of that women's retreat, because this had been such a burden on my heart. I was like, oh, he's, he's, what is there to honor? There isn't anything to honor in how he's acting. There's uh-huh. nothing to respect. And men need respect and women need love, right? Yeah. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just spoke to me that before that first song. And it was, even if he does not one thing that's honorable or respectable in your eyes, 
isn't it enough to follow me and choose to respect him as your husband, even if it's hard, even mm. if it's a struggle, even if hmm. it never changes. And I was like, okay, God, I want to be obedient to you above anything else and to trust God for that outcome, right? Right. Because um, we're a disciple first and disciple we're a wife first. second. Exactly. Exactly. And that was the hardest that was such a hard choice, but I knew I needed to change my attitude because of all of the things that had happened and all the things that I felt that he was failing in. Uh-huh. And so I came back from that retreat and my first thing was to humble myself before my husband and apologize for having a bad attitude about him and uh-huh. how I, I had somewhat let creep in this attitude of, well, you're just not good enough. You uh-huh. know, you're uh-huh. always falling short. You're uh-huh. always falling short. Uh-huh. And, um, to humble myself willingly under his headship as my husband, as his leadership, um, even though there was none, I would probably say at that point in time, but being willing to trust God that I was being obedient to what God had called me to do first. Huh. And then second, I was under the right authority uh-huh. for probably one of the first times in our entire marriage, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. You know, just being under my husband's headship and being willing to be there. Because you're very capable. You could. Well, you know, you know we, by the time you've raised three kids, right, I mean, you right, know, Tori, you right. understand, uh-huh. you know, you've got four kids, right. you're very capable, yeah. right? And and I was raised with the attitude my dad would always be like, never underestimate the power of a woman because yeah. he was blessed with more daughters than sons. Right, so right. We had a farm to run and uh-huh. things to do. So, yeah. Um, so from that So it was a choice. It was a choice. Yeah, it was a choice to put yourself under his Complete headship. choice. And it was... Um, the best decision that I made hmm. because being obedient to God, A, God is pleased, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and B, I wouldn't have this sweet time mm-hmm. of empty nest had we not stayed connected mm-hmm. back then eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would have driven us apart. How did you keep that attitude? Because we can have that, you know, and we can get mm-hmm. this sense of, oh, I need to do this. And then as we go about our day, sometimes it kind of wanes the, <laughs> That's the daily passion walk. in it. Yeah, right. And it's and it's choosing, okay. right? It's continuing to choose. Continuing and to choose. Even when even when things aren't necessarily going well, mm-hmm. you have to continue to choose because I knew very clearly what God had asked me to do. Mm-hmm. And anything other than that would have been disobedience. Mm-hmm. Right? And of course we had trained our kids. Let's be obedient mm-hmm. here, you know? Mm-hmm. And how could I negate all of those years of training if I just decided to do my own thing? Yeah. So your perseverance was kind of just a choice. It was a, a choice. choice to honor God. Choosing to honor God. Huh. And and then it yeah. wasn't that he was bad-hearted towards me at yeah. all. He was good-hearted. Yeah. He just was in a tough place yeah. himself. Uh-huh. Right. right. And even now, he'd be like, yeah, I had no idea how deep I was in depression uh-huh. um, and how much I was going to struggle. And and yet God saw fit to give him a job, mm-hmm. you know, as a grad student, which was super funny, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he took a one credit class and took a job on campus that mm-hmm. turned into a full-time job. What a gift mm-hmm. and a blessing for us, yeah. you know, yeah. and God has been faithful to restore, right? Yeah. And, it, and, you know, it says in scripture that he will repay the years that the locusts have eaten. He's done that. Oh, He's wow. done that for us. It's such a gift. What a cool promise. Mm-hmm. Would you say to the person who's thinking, I, I just want to throw in the towel, you would say, no, persevere, persevere through that. Especially, especially for the, for the value for your children, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. My kids knew it wasn't easy. Russell was 14 at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Michaela was 12. Lauren was around 10. You know, 
they knew things weren't mm-hmm. great, right? They knew that we didn't have money to go out and buy a pair of shoes yeah, if right. they needed them or anything like you that. You were thinking beyond yourself and your own comfort, yeah, you know. And yeah, these... it was really more for the value of, yeah. you know, if I give up here, right? what does that show to my kids? That's, yeah, right? that's excellent thinking. And yeah. because you have to almost put it out of your own wants and needs because it was so beyond what I could have done. So how did you change, you know, this isn't something we really talked about, but how did your thinking change after you humbled yourself to rest? Mm -hmm. How did your thinking change? Because when I do that, it changes from, I want to fix you to, oh, God has so much work to do on me. Tori, you know, every bride that gets married thinks that she's going to somehow change her husband, right? Yeah. I mean, I thought I could have changed him. And then, and then I went through a phase where, you know, I was reading about books about praying for your husband yeah. and how you should just shut up and pray. You know, well, that doesn't necessarily solve anything either. While it's great to pray for, for and about your husband to God, the one, one person in the universe that can do one thing about it to change him. Right, right. right. It doesn't mean that then you're dialoguing about what the real issues are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think because of our my ineptness at being able to communicate delayed our ability to establish really solid communication skills in our marriage, mm. right? It just okay. has taken a lot longer okay. to the point where I'll say to him today, you're a bright guy. Uh-huh. I'm a bright girl. We can deal with this like adults. Uh-huh. Let's talk about right. it. Right. And so you got to take some being... of the emotion and reaction out. Exactly. Let's go to what's true. Yes. Let's discuss this. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Because because otherwise those conflict, those areas that cause conflict can easily fester and build. But also I had to change my expectations yeah. of what I was expecting from him. And I had to look beyond what my husband was going to do for me to what God was going to do in my heart, uh, right? Yeah. And and take the focus off of Russ uh-huh. and put it on top of, God, you are faithful, right? Uh-huh. You have called me to this and you have already started building into me what you want my character to be like yeah. and to trust him for that outcome. Not because... My husband was meeting my needs at that moment in time. Right. He wasn't. Right. He truly right. wasn't. Right. right. To provide and protect and uh-huh. all of those things. Um, but God was able. Was able, right? Because within that amount of time, within six or eight months, he'd put me in a new consulting role where I was able to make more money. Uh-huh. And, you know, we could get out of that burden of debt. We could do all of, I mean, things radically yeah. different in our lives. Right. Because, um, God is faithful. Right. And that's scriptural. God's able to meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. It doesn't just mean your spiritual needs. It means your physical needs. It means your emotional needs. It means all of those needs and those things we think we're entitled to. We're not, but God can meet those through himself. Right. Right. And it's never according to our timing. Exactly. Right. I would have wanted to be done a Mm. lot sooner. Yeah. But there was still lessons that had to be learned. Right. You know. And he still wanted to make you into a certain Becky that he mm-hmm. had planned since the beginning of time. Exactly. So. Exactly. So so it's all about your <clears throat> expectations because if I would have expected my husband to, to perform or do a certain way, that would have been unfair. And it probably at that point in time emotionally beyond what he could provide. And then right? it would make you feel even worse towards him. Well, and I would feel superior. Right. We like, have that hey, attitude as wives a lot. Right. We're superior in the way we think is right. Right. That's completely unscriptural. And completely unscriptural. <laughs> right. Right. And any time that I do allow myself to feel yeah. superior, 
it does not bode well. No. <laughs> and they don't really receive it that well. No, no. That's something in the heart a, of a it's man. It's not according to God's design. <laughs> exactly. And at the end of Ephesians 5, it says, just as a, a little in piece, and the woman must respect her husband. Yes. Just kind of, hey, by the way, I want to reiterate <laughs> this fact. Don't forget. Don't forget that. The woman must respect her husband. Completely. Completely. So um, I would say, you know, your biggest lesson that God probably taught you was, you know, uh, find your hope in me yeah. and your fulfillment in me. And don't expect your husband to be your savior. Right, and don't expect him to be the fulfillment of every dream you've had uh-huh. of what your husband was going he's to be like. He's a person. He's the person, and because of that, he's the sinner. Yeah. Just like I am a sinner. Right. Right? Uh-huh. And so, you know, all those romance novels that yeah. I read as a kid, you know, I mean, really? Yes. Those set us up in oh, a bad place. such disappointment. Yes. Yeah. Right? Right. And and there's no one. There's no one that's going to do that. Can be that. Right? Right. And... And so why should I expect that my husband, who is a great guy, uh-huh. but, yeah. you know, what an unfair expectation. <laughs> it's what an really, impossible bar to be able to jump over. really unfair expectation. <laughs> so if you were meeting with a young gal, she was going to be getting married, just starting out on her, or just starting on her marriage journey, what would you, what would you say to her? <laughs> well, I don't know. We've just been tapped to help with the Marriage 101 class. Ah. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Because yeah. we'll hopefully have some yeah. young women at our table. Um, I think the biggest thing is to really get clear on on your expectations, hmm. right? Because I expected, you know, in my mind that Russ would be a certain type of guy mm-hmm. and in these areas or whatever. And I needed to free him from all of that, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I needed to free him from what I thought husband, sh- what he should be like mm-hmm. or anything like that. Because my husband is a phenomenal man. He's an excellent dad mm-hmm. and, and he's a great husband. But had I constrained him to this little box of what I thought was going to be right, you mm-hmm. know, in my superiority, right, of right, my knowledge, right. right, it would have not gone well for huh. our marriage. And so I had to free him from what I thought was the right things. Um, and I also had to put myself willingly underneath his authority. Yeah, that's a biggie. And that's, and when I was first married, I remember thinking, oh, submission is so hard. Uh-huh. And I tell you what, submission right now is one of the greatest joys of my huh. life. Because it's gone from um, me thinking that I have to choose to now I, I call Russ and I say, hey, so this is happening. Um what do you think about that, right? Uh-huh. So I can honor him in my decisions, and yet it's yeah. it's sweet. It's a great place to it's, be because he protects me He's a leader. Me. You have a leader. I have a leader. Or getting involved in something that's not going to be beneficial for our family uh-huh. in the long run. Yeah. Because he can see down the road and right. around the corner. Yeah. I don't have to... I can trust him for that. Yeah. And it's such... That is such a gift to huh. me. Because I've been willing to put myself underneath right. his headship and leadership... It's, yeah, it's a great. Our thing. society says it's not a good thing, but it is a fantastic thing. It's a to understand thing. submission as it's really designed, as as God yeah. intends, right? Yeah. Because in the military term, uh-huh. you know the some the the general, and then there's the lieutenant. Yeah, or, I think I have that right. Anyway, um, but the lieutenant is fully capable of leading, probably yeah. just as well as the general, right? But doesn't have to exactly because he has an assignment, right? Right. Uh huh. And and so I check in frequently with Russ to say, "Hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you feel?" And sometimes mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, whatever you choose is great." Or sometimes he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, have you thought about this?" Mm-hmm. And then I know I need to pause and listen. Yeah. 
So when you have a uh, difficult day now, let's say, with Russ, mm -hmm. and you're not thinking rightly, what do you do? Do you go to scripture? Do you see, I have to tell myself, this is the lie. I'm not believing the best of my husband. Mm -hmm. This is the truth. He's a good guy. He loves me. He wants the best for me. The lie is he doesn't um, He doesn't want to take care of me. He's, he's being mean to me. The truth is he's frustrated just like you are. Mm -hmm. And he, sometimes his words aren't as gentle. Mm -hmm. So I have to do this. This is the lie. This is the truth. And I do that because... Through the word, God has transformed my mind so that I'm able to think with truth, mm -hmm. you know, and I can discern what is God's good, pleasing, and perfect will rather than what Tori's will is. Right, right. So, I also think that, um, and I wish I knew what book in the Old Testament, it's either Jeremiah or in Malachi. I think it's in Malachi where they talk about that the people wrote a book of remembrance, huh. right? And so I journal. Um, I'll read God's word. And I'll write down truths about God from what I've read. Uh -huh. I'll then apply that to my life about what I've read, uh -huh. right? And then, and those are specific things around my marriage or children mm -hmm. or desires I have or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and refine that through the filter of God's word. Mm. And then by doing that, I have a book of remembrance. Mm. So, so you then can go I can back. Go back. And remind myself when things aren't going great. Oh, but, right? Which yes. is a very similar process yes. to what you're doing. But uh -huh. for me, I have to I have to physically write it out. Right. Because my mind, for whatever reason, unless it's written, it has to go uh -huh. through my hand yeah. um, for me to really dig into those truths. Yeah. Don't you think that's why God in the Old Testament often had them speak the history of what he'd done for them? Yes. So they would remember his faithfulness. And he yes. has been faithful in the past. He will be faithful now. Right. So I think it's a lot of Christianity is is a ministry of reminding ourselves and others of God's faithfulness. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so I've tried to take the approach of when I work on projects for the benefit of our family. And I'm a terrible scrapbooker. Let's not pretend. <laughs> I mean, I'm years Me behind. Me too, Becky. Me too. And, you know, it's one of those things I thought, oh, with the kids are out of the house. Uh -huh. Well, it's been three months and I just look at it and the pile is collecting dust. <laughs> right. but, but, but I look at, I look at scrapbooking or things like that as that book of remembrance of God's faithfulness uh -huh. to the Jones family. Right. Right. Because it is. Yep. He has been so faithful to us. Mm -hmm. So faithful to us. Right. And, um, and God has been just, um, the biggest treasure. Mm. And we always need to be thankful, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. always thankful. Yeah, because he's been so lavishly gracious with us. Yeah, way so, beyond what way we deserve. Beyond what we way could, beyond more than I could imagine. Right, right. Beyond what we could even imagine. Mm -hmm. um, would you like to pray for the women out there who are kind of ready? Like, I don't want to stay here. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. It's hard for me to think rightly about my husband. Can you just say a prayer for them? Because there are a lot of people out there who said, I don't know if this is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being there. Me too. Yeah. I've been there too. Heavenly Father, um, thank you for this time to share with Tori what you've done in our life and in our marriage. And what a gift. And it is to remember uh, your faithfulness and all of that. And Lord, would you just reach through all of the noise, the noise that exists in today's world and what culture tells us might be the easier thing to do. And Lord, would you um, help the women who hear this podcast to recognize the surpassing value of knowing you as Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior 
and that saving happens once at the cross for our original sin and our burdens we bring to that point. But Lord, moving forward, that you forgive for every day. Uh, you have more than enough grace to pour out on us and more than enough love to lavish on us. And Lord, should we just choose to be obedient to you? And Lord, I pray for those women who want to throw in the towel that, um, that your way is better. Not that it's easier, but that your way is better and that we would be willing to take off our blinders of modern Christianity that thinks that, you know, I know Jesus and my life is going to be great and then I'm going to go to heaven. Um, and for us to get a really accurate biblical view, Lord, of what your word calls us to do. You say that your burden is easy and your yoke is light. And when you're in the middle of a hard time, it doesn't feel that way. But Lord, I trust you that you are faithful to do beyond more than we can imagine. And I pray for these women that might be really struggling right now, that your grace is sufficient today and tomorrow and the next and moment by moment. Because the surpassing value of knowing you as Lord and Savior is way better than perceived ease and leisure in this world, Lord. Because even if a woman would choose to uh, divorce her husband, Lord, or get out of a relationship that isn't working, that they have been covenanted by you to be together in. Um, Lord, there's still consequences for that choice, um, especially when kids are involved. So I pray that you are faithful and that you will um, bind us up and, and carry us um, in ways that we can't even work out in our minds or imagine because you are good and you are worth staking our lives and our futures and our expectations and our hopes and dreams on for us to trust and follow you. Amen. Amen. He is worth it. He is worth it and he is faithful. He is faithful. Thanks so much for coming today and sharing your story. Thank you. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we? 